Hi there, good evening, Sunday the 20th of February and a very well welcome along to the Jazz Night Podcast. My name is Scott Patterson for my maiden go um, of hosting and, and looking forward to it as well, very well, I must say. Independent Rangers Podcast, we are a Jazz Night and we're made for fans, by fans, all our content, absolutely FOC. Um, we've got our forums and our articles, all our social media stuff is all available across at all the W's, jazznet.co.uk. Joining me on the pod for tonight, it's it's kind of like it's the podcast answer to Ant and Deck. I think it's quite fair to say. And um, Alec Anderson joins us. Hi, Alec. How are you? Um, not bad, sir. Not bad. I'm just thinking, was it was it Ant or Deck that had the drink driving charge? Because I'll be that one. <laughs> I don't. We shouldn't be laughing at that, certainly. But no, yeah, we okay. shouldn't. And I'm lying. I don't drink driving charge. Always got away with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and and Colin, fresh from laptop drama last week post Dortmund, um, he's back and we're assured everything's okay for tonight. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Hi, Scott. Uh, no, I had more drama tonight. That's why we're running a few minutes late, and uh, I've been putting it off. But I think I might have to bite the bullet and shell out for a new laptop because I, I can't be dealing with that stress every Friday and Sunday. Listen, it's horrendous, isn't it? It's absolutely <laughs> horrendous. And it's been a stressful Sunday, is it? Let's be oh, honest. Oh, the day was brutal. Brutal. Uh, the so nerves listen, were unbearable. Before we get on to that, a quick word to our friends across Zenith Coins. They have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to collect five really, really cracking bits of memorabilia, five really beautiful coins, one for the Founding Fathers, one for Ibrox Stadium, one for the European Cup winners Cup winners of 1972, one for the nine in legends, and of course, one for the huge season that was 55. They are being made 100, sorry, 1,872 um, versions of these are being made and released as the year goes by really really nice and a cracking memorabilia so good evening to them um, so goodness me where do we start Tanadice, the highs of um, Dortmund to the lows of Dundee Alec I'll come to you first one of the things that um, instantly jumped out at me going into the game um, at lunchtime was was the change in the back line with um, Halander coming in for Barisic and Bassey being forced into the left back position I, that's it. I, I, I jokingly said this morning I was in such a good mood. Um, I'm, I usually like to get a bit, of, bit of PMT on uh, Scott. I usually like to get myself <laughs> a bit kind of a bit nervous, and I get a bit kind of deliberately negative, you know, taking a you know go against it so I don't fake tempt. But um, the day I was just having a laugh, and I thought I could just group with the same the same starting eleven as uh, as as Thursday night. Geo, give me another, another go. Just just kind of basically taking the mickey out myself as a typical Rangers da. You know, that's why we did it in the old days. You, the starting eleven should be the same ones that won a game like that on Thursday night, and pretty much except for except for Hollander. Well, it was it was the same the same ten except for Hollander, um, and I was actually quite happy with that. I was surprised. I thought there'd be maybe more changes. Um, I'm only, I can't even specify who exactly. I just thought generally he's going to kind of recycle things, um, give give some legs a rest ahead of next Thursday. The games are coming thick and fast, uh, and that would have been seriously draining. But no, I was I was uh, actually quite happy with that because I think that was the only thing we we're worrying about before Thursday night was the the centre half and Calvin Bassey had a, a performance for the ages. Yes, as Colin and I were saying in, in Friday night, so it worked out absolutely fantastic. And I have to say again, Calvin Bassey, it, it, it was he did pretty well today uh, as well. He did a pretty good game uh, today, so he's he's really looking the, the business now, Calvin. Um, but no, I just. We know what happened, obviously, uh, with the goal we conceded, but uh, I wouldn't have had any complaints at all uh, about Hollander starting. I, I was quite happy with that. Colin, you and I spoke last week just about the um, the impression that Hollander's given to the Rangers support since he came in from Italy. I, from a personal perspective, I think he's our best centre-half. 
um, before today when he got caught out for that that sort of deep hanging corner. And um, were you glad to see him start today? Did you feel it was a bit of a risk? No, I, I was kind of I was like Alex. So I didn't think Bonner. I mean, I know it was a great performance in Thursday night overall. Uh, I didn't think Bonner played particularly well, though, especially first half. I thought he gave the ball away cheaply a, a lot of times. Yeah. And something I'll say about Bonner the now is, is what he's doing. If he doesn't see anything forward, he's, he's, he's just taking the, you know, a very easy backward pass to his centre-half at the McGregor. So I wasn't surprised uh, that uh, Bassey was put out to left-back and Hollander came in. One thing I will say, though, Hollander looked like a player that hasn't played a lot of football. Absolutely. You know, he, looked, he looked off the pace. and uh, So, yeah, it's maybe something that, that, that's backfired. Like, like Alec was saying there, I'd... Did expect a couple of changes today. Uh, I, I did think Ramsey was going to start today. I'll, I'll say that. Obviously, he's picked <laughs> up a knock, and uh, that couldn't happen. That said, I mean, like, me and David Wren were sort of messaging before the game, and he sort of said about Ramsey you no know, being in the squad, and I was like, ah, "Well, but, but, would you have taken any of that midfield three out after their performances on on Thursday night?" So, yeah, you know, although obviously looking at the day, I thought Arfield looked a bit jaded today. I thought he looked a wee bit tired. Uh, Lundstrom was kind of back to the, the Lundstrom that we know from, from previous performances. He's up and down. There doesn't seem to be any middle ground. Uh, although one thing I will say, I thought he'd done okay when he, when he, when he slotted back in the centre-half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the midfield three today, I thought, struggled a wee bit, especially in the first half. Uh, we started well, and then we just kind of lost our way a wee bit. And uh, the, the, the the series of corners that Dungeon United got that eventually led to the goal, Cheap corners to concede, Terrible. you know, yep. really, really cheap corners to concede. McGregor's giving me the fear now at corner kicks. He's just, he just doesn't look confident. And yep. and overall, I don't think he looks confident. And maybe that's what's affecting the back four. Maybe that's why we're a wee bit nervous. I don't know. But in uh, saying all that, we should have won. You know what I mean? I mean, I know we're going to talk about other things, but, you know, 29 chances on goal. All right, only three, uh, only three were on target, but. I can't remember the last time I seen a Rangers team batter uh, a Absolutely. team the way we battered on United in that second half of the day and, and, and not get the winner. But it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I, I think maybe now a couple of, couple of guys have played themselves out of contention, and I think we might see a couple of changes again on Thursday. I like the the sort of cluster of corners that that Dundee United got that eventually led to their goal. Um, they they certainly seemed to be focusing a lot of energy on the space in between um, the captain and, and Goldson and we're getting a bit of joy at that point down there. Um, it's a wee bit of weakness there that I think is almost unspoken. Um, that, do you know what I mean? Teams are seeing that area as areas they can perhaps expose our, our defence. Well, I just, I, I just seem to kind of come... <laughs> I can't say it came out of the blue, but uh, it was it was it was really, it was really worrying, it was really concerning, as, you, as you're saying. Um, Tav's kind of knocking the ball up the line. I think it was Ryan Jack he was aiming for. Um, Ryan Jack it came up and kind of hard. He kind of tried to jump out the way. Scotty Arfield goes after. It doesn't quite happen. But it's when it comes back, then you need to get it back down the line. Yeah. And we just see the next thing is a corner. I think it's Tav that puts it, that one for the corner, and we get. You know, the uh, that's I think it leads to it's off, an offside. This is a shot from the edge of the box, and uh, Hart actually pulls it a great save, a great point blank save for Alan McGregor, which right. I think that's what McGregor can still do is the point blank saves, but it's the basic stuff that's that, that, that's costing us. Um, and I'm watching it. Sky wasn't at the game, so the, the way they've shown the replay, just suddenly John Lundstrom's got the ball again, but kind of surrounded by the D90 players, 
He's facing his own goal at the edge of his box. So I don't know what's happened there. How we're in that position from our own, you know, free kicker, I imagine. Yeah. Um, goes to goes to Goldson. It's a kind of poor plot. Next thing, a corner again. And we don't... And United aren't even running to take the quick corner. No. They're knackered. They've got to get, they've got to get Charlie <laughs> Mugrew into his future to get him up into the... Into the box, you know. So they're no, they're no, they're not really going for it. It's we've got plenty of time to set up. We've got plenty of time to establish ourselves. And like you say, I don't know, uh, Alan McGregor, any player hitting forty, it's an easy jibe to say he's getting kind of slower. But I, I just have a feeling that he's maybe he's, he's losing his athleticism. You know, it's kind of like I always remember Stephen Kloss. I, I, I was like Stephen Kloss seemed to be susceptible. I, I got to the point I thought he was short sighted because he was fantastic. But you know, point blanks, probably yeah, yeah. Not, not a better uh, goalkeeper at, at saving you know, kind of close up shots. But he lost a lot of goals for way, way out until it got to the point that I think Panathinaikos scored one against him for about 40 yards. But I'm going back in time to avoid talking about the day. Um, <laughs> I, it was, we looked, we looked, we looked bad, mate, but it was really shaky. And it was one of the, the going to call, it's not like calling Friday night about how you can always kind of tell when Rangers are away from home and a, a difficult venue, how well we'll do after the first five, ten minutes. Tanadice is one of the venues that can be difficult if we're not on it. It's no one of the, the worst and it shouldn't be against this in the United team. But we seemed to it, got to, it was just getting to the five minute mark and I realised, although we had plenty of the ball, we were stroking it about nice, we hadn't actually got outside, we're in half. No. And then it was, we did right on that kind of five minute mark, just by knocking a long ball that Alfie got by accident. And then we seemed to be really shifting it about, looking really good, again, looking potentially dangerous. And it was just getting to the kind of 25 minute mark and I was realising, but we've not actually a shot on goal. And then Dundee United started, you know, kind of having a wee time on goals. Tav puts one in the back post with his ankle, I think. Um, they get a corner for that, then these two corners, and it's just, it's just poor to watch. And there's definitely, we shouldn't be, the way we... I wonder if the rotation between sort of Balogun and then Bassey and then Hollander now again um, is just causing a little bit of uncertainty right across that back line and indeed um, also with Alan McGregor. I, I don't know because in the modern game, the rotation's part of it, isn't it? You know, yes. what I mean, that's that's part of the game. You know, the, the sort of thing they say is you want two good players for every position. Uh, obviously, Goldson's nailed down. You know, he starts every game, very robust. You know, plays every game, every minute of every game. The other centre half positions are are, are kind of rotated a wee bit so I, I don't know uh, uh, for me at the moment I think it's more McGregor I, I really do and, and I hate having a go at McGregor because he's been yeah. he's been so good for us down the years uh, and I'm, I mean I'm not having a go I'm, I'm you know, trying to be constructive in my criticism but I think I think as Celtic showed a few weeks ago that when Borner's at left back, we're, we're vulnerable down that side, yeah. and I think teams feel that like at set pieces and stuff like that. If they, if they put the ball right in, in, in the six yard box, they know McGregor's not going to come. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he just seems determined to stay in his line, and I think that maybe causes some some fear, you know, between the centre halves. So they, they, they don't know what to do and how to deal with it. And I and there was a bit of height. Uh, sort of difference today is I mean, Mulgrew's a monster, and you know he's, yeah, he's yeah, really right. tall. You know, so he's going to take. I mean, with the goal, you've seen him go for the ball. You know, and, and a couple of defenders go with him, and don't get me wrong, it shouldn't make a difference. Hollander's jump's pretty weak, and I still think you're maybe you know where the ball goes in. There's that whole argument about should maybe someone be in the post. Uh, because it, I mean, it doesn't bullet into the, the net, you know. What I no, mean, it just it, it just all. places it down the way. It's, I mean, I'm not blaming McGregor in terms of he should have saved it, 
Uh, I do think he should have come off his line, though. But you do wonder, you know, if someone's on the post, does 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 that go in? So yeah, we are. We're we're, we're definitely vulnerable uh, in 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 terms of you know the, the centre half positions and balls coming into the box. I, I don't think we deal with them well at all, and it's something we need to we need to deal with. That's three points out of the last twelve away from home. You know what yeah. I mean? Like three draws and a defeat in a space of what six weeks. We went from a six point lead to a three point deficit. It's uh, you know the league's not over, not by any stretch of the imagination. No, at all. It's still there, but you would have to say the momentum's with them at the moment. They're getting all the luck, uh, they're getting all the decisions, and we're you know when you think of the goal we, we, we lost up at uh, Dingwall in the last minute, now, these things come back to to haunt you. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need to we need to get our way form fixed and fixed soon. Colin, I'll stick with you because Ross Graham, of course, um, was. Um, the, the headline probably I'm scoring was a headline at the other end of the pitch where um, I think it's safe to say that he, he gave away a penalty and everyone else saw it in the ground um, with the exception of Bobby Madden um, I've looked back at it a couple of times since since full time and I still can't quite get my head around why he's not pointing to the spot it's a, it's a stone wall penalty, you know. And if you're wanting, if you're wanting a comparison, you just need to look at the penalty that Aberdeen got against us. Correct, Audrey. Uh, now, every not not only has it been treated differently by the officials, it's been treated differently by the pundits as well. Because McInnes, uh, James McFadden, and even Chris Boyd were saying the day, no, they don't think that's a penalty. You know, Boyd was sort of hinting that you know, well, the balls travelled a long distance, and you know, VAR would probably give it if they had VAR. Which says to me he thinks it's a penalty, but then he's <laughs> sort of contradicted himself, but he still thinks it would be harsh. I think the only difference between Morelos' penalty at, at Petodre and that today is the balls travelled further today. Correct. I don't think Morelos had a chance to get his hand out of the way. Uh, I thought that penalty was quite harsh at the time because it's, it's came at him at such a close difference. Uh, sorry, a cl- close distance. That ball travelled a good six, seven, eight, nine, ten yards today. Yeah. He's got plenty of time to get his arm out the road. It doesn't. For me, it's a stone wall, uh, and it's ha- it happens too often with Bobby Madden. It happens too often uh, with Clancy. It happens too often with Wally uh, Collum. It, it, it's just happening too often, you know. And it's it's a stone wall, and that you know that can change the game. You know, the, you go one nothing up, and all of a sudden Rangers settle down and maybe get into a rhythm and. You know, we saw what happened on Thursday once we got the first goal. Yeah. So yeah, these things change games. You know what I mean? And and it's a stone waller and it's another one that's you know, today you're hearing people as I said, they're all saying, Oh, that's not a penalty, it'd be a bit harsh. Well, that's not what you were saying up at Petodre, you know. And I would argue that the, the one at Petodre is a harsher decision because I don't think Morelos has got a chance to get his, his his hand out of the way. You know, he's only about a yard away from from where the, the header or where the shot came from. Uh, the boy of the day had, had He's a good six or seven yards away from old Grey, so for me, it's a stone wall. Alec, we're going to speak about VAR a, a wee bit later in the pod tonight and, and whether we think we should introduce it to the game up here. Nobody enough for me, but we'll, we'll shelf that for now. Um, you would surely agree it was, it was also a penalty this afternoon? Yes, I, I can see um, some of the arguments that are being made about it in isolation. I think it's an absolute nonsense. There's no way, the, the idea that the guy's arm's in a natural position you know, yeah. and it's, it's Collins, the, the biggest thing for me is Collins quite rightly saying, is the amount of time he's got to get out of the way. Yeah. But it's no end, we're not looking at it in isolation. We're, we're seeing a kind of pattern here, you know, and fans will do that, confirmation bias, you'll, you'll, you'll only remember the decisions that didn't go your way, etc. But when it's something like that, that's so glaringly and so easy to compare 
to, for example, the penalty that was given against us at Petodrius, Colin saying, yeah. you're, going, you're going to start feeling a bit, <laughs> a bit grieved. <laughs> and the thing for me is, we were actually playing really well at that point. We weren't getting the shots on goal, but this is, this is as a team who's, if we're, we're playing against a team who are basically putting 11 men behind the ball, as is their right, I'm not going down that, down that route of uh, slagging other teams for, for playing the way they play against us. But that's when you need the referee to help you out. The pressure that we're managing to put on that team, despite the fact that they're putting everybody in the box, that's how you benefit from that. That's that's part of it. The, you know, they're going to give a, a give away a penalty against us because they had, they, had, they had another incident. I don't know if it was just before that, where they, the centre half practically kicked it with their own keeper's hands, with no Rangers player near them because they're just basically kind of panicking because Rangers are all over them. Yeah. Get to the end of the game, we haven't got the penalty, we haven't got our due reward. It's like if Dundee United hadn't got that corner, you know, it's it's a set piece that you should be benefiting from that you've earned, you know. Yeah. Um, I I just thought if if the guy if that's his arm in a natural position, it's it's almost like a, a football player suddenly can he make a split second decision um, when a ball's coming at him that slowly that quickly. A professional <laughs> footballer knows where his arm is, he knows what he's doing with it. It's not hitting off another part of his body, um, getting on his arm. It's clearly below the armpit. The, the only thing that's saving them is would be if the arms and a, a natural and it's to be to be stopped the way the ball just hits the ground stone dead as well yeah. you know the whole thing just looks totally unnatural yeah um, no, it's it's it, it, it's a penalty Scott um, we should have been given it um, and it's no the it's no the last thing that will cost today and I think because Rangers I think ultimately played so well I think yeah. the energy that we put into that game considering what we what we done and went uh, Thursday night. Probably arguably one of the greatest Rangers performances in the last 150 years on yep. Thursday night and the energy levels. Um, and for the same, mostly the same players to actually get stronger as that game went on. You're expecting after a big European performance like that, I was thinking we need a quick goal here um, because the legs will start going as the game goes on. Not they get, you know, I think they, I think they, the tiredness coming in the kind of mental acuity that they're not making the same decisions as Morelis is maybe, you know, a half yard slower, a couple of chances, especially in the second half. There's that that that's where the kind of tiredness come in. But I thought we were uh, we're actually quite scintillating at times more build up play, especially as the game went on. Yeah. And I think we just we, we deserve what due. We should have had a, we should have had a penalty. And um, I, I think we would quite easily going to win the game after that. Do you know the big thing for me on on the on the first penalty incident, of course, of the second one, which we'll come into um on it shortly, that Madden had a reasonably good view of it. Um, but I think if you if you watch it again, you actually see he looks over at his linesman, linesman Colin yeah. almost looking for aye. Yeah. And he, he, he looks over for a, a wee bit of assistance. Um and I I can't believe that these two guys, not one of them thought that it was handball. Now you can you can get you can dig into the 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 handball rule and what it means if you interpret it a certain way. It's a handball, it's in the box, it's a penalty. There's, there's not really a, a great deal of, of grey area on it, Colin, for, for both of them to have really good views of it and neither to give a penalty is pretty astounding. Yeah, the, the fact that he did look at his linesman suggests that he saw it. You know, and he's looking, he's, to me, he didn't want to make the decision and he's looking at his linesman to put his flag yeah. up. And he's, he's, he's looking at his linesman for an excuse, Colin. Right? Yeah. He's looking yeah. at his like, just give me a way out of this. You know I mean? And you make the decision. Even, yeah. even if, if it's a penalty, you make the decision. I don't want to. You know, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was pathetic. And I think you're absolutely right. One of the one of the things that I think VAR would be great, and I, I don't want to move too far on the VAR. I think would be fantastic for our game up here. But surely, what we ultimately want is the professionals, i.e., your refs and his two linesmen, to get the big decisions right. They're trained to do it now. If 
I don't know what you guys do do for jobs, but I'm fairly certain if you rock up to your work tomorrow and fart about and make bad decisions and you continue to do it, you're not going to get away with that for much longer. And these guys continue to, to deliver a, a substandard performance and people have questioned decisions left, right and centre. Colin, you referred to, to Column, um, uh, Dallas. We've got Nick Walsh who's made rotten decisions in the past. It's there's something rotten there and it's something that needs to be fixed and it may need to be the introduction of VAR next season that sorts it. Uh, well, as you said, we'll, we'll talk about VAR later. I'm not a fan. I've been quite vocal about that. But, you know, just those two games that we've been talking about today, today's game and the game up at Pataudry. Now, the, the penalty decision up at Pataudry, you know, I would argue was, was harsh. You know, yep. based on what we were saying earlier on, I think Morelos can't get his hand out of the way. It's closer to him. And I also think his hand's a bit closer to his body uh, than today. You've also got the sending off for Ryan Kent, which is one of the worst sending offs I think Horrendous. I've seen in a good number of years. Right? Now, that's one of the... I mean, you've, you've seen Ryan Kent on Thursday and again today, you know, how important he is to us. Now, now we lose him, you know, for, for a game or two games or whatever because of that decision uh, uh, by Clancy. And then at the end of that game, Kevin Clancy's walking off the park <laughs> laughing and joking uh-huh. with Scott High Brown who's, you know, who's practic- Scott Brown <laughs> practically refereed that you know what I mean yep. and then today uh, you know you've, you've got that penalty decision that we didn't get then there's the other penalty decision in the second half which is arguably even more a penalty uh, you've got the, the tackle from Charlie Mulgrew which is to me a red Shocker. card a straight Shocker red that's a, yep. a bad one and I would maybe argue that Scotty Arfield was a wee bit too honest there I think you know, put it this way: if someone like Scott Brown would have would have milked that and made sure that you know his opponent was getting booked or sent off for that, yeah. But that's three or four decisions that have all went against us, and 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 two grounds that are always tricky venues to go to: Pataudry and and, and Tanadice. And certainly today, they've cost us. There's no doubt about that. And and going into the closing minutes of Pataudry, we're only ten men because they're one of the worst sending offs you'll ever see. Yeah, that's potentially cost us. So yeah, it's it's, it's shocking, and it's basic stuff. It's basic stuff. I mean, people going about VAR and all the rest of it. Some of the errors that have been made, you shouldn't need VAR. To, Absolutely to, to, right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You should not need VAR. These are basic, basic decisions. Uh, and it was the same on on Thursday night. To be fair, in the, the Europa League, I mean that the, the fourth goal. Why the linesman puts the flag up for that is, is beyond me. Is, and and, and like, I'd put a thing out on, on Twitter on Friday that, I mean, the referee looks gutted. Uh, and I'd sort of say, hey, seems like UEFA don't want, you know, the weird teams or, you know, they exactly, want the, the, the big yeah. teams for the big five leagues to go through. And somebody came back saying, actually, you know what? I think he's just raging that his linesman's made, made such an arse of that there. And he's yeah. probably right because it's a shocking call. Uh, you shouldn't need that for these. Now, they're, 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 I've seen plenty of instances where VAR's been okay and it's worked uh, but just to, just watching it down the road there it, it just seems like an absolute shit show so I, I don't think your game is mature enough yet for that there's, there's yeah. too much squabbling up here as, as there is okay. uh, I, I, I think VAR would just would just make it even worse but a lot of the decisions that we're talking about and we're, 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 we're combing over you shouldn't need VAR you know the, 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 the first one we're talking about Bobby Madden sees it he sees it. He looks at his linesman as, as X says for an out. Well, I don't want to give it. So you stick your flag up, then I'll give it. And the linesman doesn't stick his flag up. They don't. They shouldn't need that. They should be good enough to see the see the the offence and give the. Hey, you well, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, um, I think look, look, we're talking about the Scott Brown incident or Ryan Kent sending off. 
Yeah. Um, which was the Scott Brown incident because he'd already been booked. And you cannot help thinking Scott Brown had already been booked and it's like Clancy's got a decision to make there. I don't think there actually was a decision to make, but he thinks I've got to get involved here. I've got two choices. Send off Scott Brown with a second yellow card or send off Ryan Kent. Yeah. And I think the same thing happens today um, when, well, you look at the, the other side of that is the, the just the determination to book Alfredo Morelos. Um, Alfredo, Morelos is, Alfredo Morelos is running towards the Dundee United goal. He is a striker for the attacking team and the ball is going towards the opposition goal. So he's trying to get himself towards that as is his job as a football player. The centre-half steps across him while facing the Rangers goal. He's not yeah. even looking at the ball. Bumps into him and Alfredo's just like, right, get out my road as players are allowed to do, as Scott Brown is allowed to do, as, as a character, as a bit of a, you know, a, bit of a character. Um, the guy then goes back to Morelos to be, block him a second time and raises an elbow. You know, And the reason we know he raised his elbow is because when Alfie pushes him, he doesn't hit the deck like a sack of tatties because he's feeling guilty as well. I can't remember, is it Butcher? I can't remember which one. Yeah, Callum um, Butcher it was, yeah. But he's, it, it's like Morelos has got to get booked. And I don't see how, if Morelos is, if he's so determined to go and get a yellow card to Alfredo Morelos for that, if he's refereeing the game impartially, if there's no kind of, if there's no kind of some influence going on there, you know, um, why is he, why is he not giving us that penalty? Um, but that's an easy decision, a much easier decision uh, to make. Um, we're talking about VAR, and as I said, today, absolutely right, it was a total red herring. These are just basic decisions to be made. That the We've also had like, the denated boy in the second half. This notice going into Calvin Bassey. Calvin Bassey's trying to retrieve the ball and he's getting held back while he's, try, while he's trying to take a shy. And we'll get, I mean, the whole thing about the, the, where the balls were going the day when we went into the stand, they weren't coming back onto the park and if Rangers players go off towards the stand to get to, to track to get the, the they're getting a, you know, United players are run, United fans are running down to the front <laughs> to try and get in their faces. It's, it was a no-win situation. Um, uh, but, uh, and then and Calvin, and Calvin Bassey got his fit stamped on as well uh, just before yeah. half time for the free kick it was all easy stuff you know that the referee should be spotting you know and it, the VAR argument is like it's, VAR is one of things like Brex or whatever you're forced to have an opinion one way or the other yeah. and everybody gets so excited and it distracts with the actual main issue of the day which was just a totally incompetent refereeing display correct spot on Fully agree with you. Uh, listen, I tell you what I want to speak about. I want to speak about Fashion Sakala, who came on in the second half for, um, I think it was Colin said he, he looked a little bit jaded after his his um, his match on, on Thursday night. I wonder if Sakala, Alec, um, offers a little bit more from an offensive perspective in the games that we're looking to win, particularly away from Ibrox. I thought he looked okay when he came on and gave us a different dimension up top. I thought I thought uh, Sakala uh, Scott went into a kind of almost kind of went into the, the general rhythm of our play, in which was everything was great except just that we final we final. I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong. He should have scored. I mean, he's getting his shot pulled in the box um, when he's when he's trying to take a week and a half volley. It's completely pat him off. I mean, he's going to put that in uh, yeah. any other way. So that's a second yellow. The guy's off. You know, uh, if the if the referee, if the referee sees it or his linesman who's in line with it sees it. Um, but I'll, I'll try and look at that. The, the official. It's a straight red because no. he denied a goal scoring opportunity. Is that a straight red? There you go. No, he's denied a goal scoring so, opportunity. Yeah. I, I know he's denied. I just don't know if it's a yellow or a red for it. So I right, it's a red. Yeah. Uh, the main thing is I'm, I'm pointing out the fact that he shouldn't have. Been, it, it should have been a fucking send enough for the Dean United, and we should yeah. have had a goal. Um, if, if if the guy doesn't do it, we, we should score. Uh, but Sakala I think he's battered one off the bar as well um, almost like kind of trying to prove that that one at Aaron wasn't a fluke yeah. you know what I mean when it, when it absolutely was 
Um, but I thought I, he, he really he really upped it a notch and he just suffered from that same thing. James Tavernier was the same. His, his application, he's, he was relentless. He was really, he was, he was everywhere, but he just, every now and then, he's just not getting it. He's not getting clearing the first man with his crosses and what have you. You know, it's not his job uh, to 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 be the full attacking threat to have. Uh, but I, he, he looked the business Sakala. He definitely has a great option to have, especially as he, he can play left, right, or through the middle. Uh, Scott, he's, he's absolutely, uh, yeah. he, he's really good, and I think he's he's not really letting us down many times. I think when he had his he scored his hat trick against Motherwell at Fur Park, which really yeah. kind of uh, was his arrival. We went to Bronby midweek. After that, and he seemed to kind of he seemed like a player who was expecting too much of himself that yep. night. Uh, but that was the last time I think he was really kind of let us down in a in a, in a bad well, no, in a bad way. He just wasn't uh, performing to hundred percent. But I thought no, he was really good today. And he was a big part of why we ended up the pressure we're putting on them towards the end was absolutely ridiculous. And I genuinely thought after we got the equaliser, I thought I'd be going to get another one here. If we get another one here, and that's that, we won the league because I just felt as if it's one of the days where we were Aye. so, you know, it was just kind of, it was kind of fairy tale stuff. If we're going to score two late goals to win the game, yeah. so I can't really go from thinking one mere goal wins is the league to you know feeling we're going to lose the league because we didn't get that goal. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not that dramatic. But no, I thought we were. Uh, I thought we played really well. Colin, second half, lots of chances. Um, we pepper uh, the boy Seagrass goal with. Um, sort of left rights and ups and downs um, and I felt Morelos had a couple of chances that any other weekend would, would probably have, have, have drifted over the line and um, he would have a way sliding along that ton of these tough Yeah, yeah it probably should have scored to be fair, I, th- I think you're right I think uh, when Sakala came on you know, he really started to make the difference and coming down that right hand side uh, so yeah, I mean lo- loads of chances I think the main one was the Diaz He's he's inexperienced here. I think the minute he gets the ball, he needs to go across the defender. You know, Absolutely. you know, and that that means the defender's either got to foul him, and it also means it was obviously he was wanting it on his left foot. He was trying to get it on his left foot. The fact that he, he sort of continued doing the channel, he was he was going down rather than cutting across, means the defender can can get back, yeah. and then his 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 angles get get narrowed, and he goes with the right foot. And that's the post. It's a real uh, Harry Forrester I mean, moment, wasn't it? Aye, uh, it was. It was. It wasn't a good moment, to be fair. And there was another moment when later on with the, the offside. Aye. you know, he just watched the ball drift away when he was miles on. So yeah, I mean, it, it, from what I've seen, I mean, you know, you can tell there's a bit of talent there, but there's, there's also a, a bit of naivety, I think. And uh, aye, and, and it showed there. I, th- I think an experienced striker, the minute they're through, they're, they're going across the centre back there to, to, to cut out. You know any possibility for the for the defender to get a tackling? If he's going to get a tackling, he's going to foul him. It's either going to be a free kick and a sending off, or uh, a penalty kick and a sending off. The fact that he goes down that that sort of inside right channel and that, that just narrows his options. So yeah, I mean it was really it was at twenty nine. I said earlier on twenty nine shots in goal. You know three on target. You would have to see. I mean you you can't just sort of moan about bad luck and all the rest of it in terms of your finishing. You know you would have to say Dungeon United defended quite well. Yeah. One thing that really pissed me off, and I said this to my mate, I don't think you'll see that level of desperation and fight and, you know, last-ditch tackles and all the rest of it against no. any other team. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it, it seems to be... And that's what we need to get over. You know what I mean? that's uh, We need to realise what I said to my mate today is, you know, like every supporter of every other club in Scotland would be quite happy for Celtic to win the league from, from here until... You know, at the end of time, Agreed. you know, to be up for it. And I think we need to realise that 
a lot of people out there don't like us. That's fair enough, but we need to be prepared for that and we need to, to be able to match that sort of level of uh, determination and all that kind of thing. Because, I mean, we were unlucky today, but the, we've also squandered a few chances. And there were times you were seeing that just the determination of the Dungeon United defence not to concede. I mean, our keepers had a, had a blinder the day. Yeah. You know, you're just thinking, well, we need to match that. You know, we need to match that level of determination and, and fight and spirit and. And then maybe on a couple of occasions today, you could argue that uh, we didn't do that. I like one of the things that I, I remember um, speaking about on another podcast that I do. Um, we we mentioned the the Joe Rebo that was going away to to play in the Africa Cup of Nations and how a couple of things we were going to miss him if he was going to fit right back into the swing of things when he came back, whenever that was going to be. Um, of course, Nigeria went out a little bit earlier than what I think everyone expected. He now seems to be picking up the, the form that we were used to uh, seeing him on um, pre-Christmas. Yes, I know it was it was it was it was good today. It was good today. Uh, Colin's quite right, obviously. You know, one day in um, the the timing of his run today uh, for the goal was absolutely smashing and uh, total bravery because there's another big tackle coming in. Obviously, absolutely. when he when he connects with it, um, I thought obviously Ryan Kent, the weight of his pass, uh, and the, you know uh, the accuracy of it through the two the United players right to the byline and. Um, Calvin Bassey just, you know, capping a great performance, I thought, today with the way he got to it, you know, in time and, and, and the ball he put into Joe. But, yeah, it's one of the... Uh, Joe Arrivo today was the same as the likes of Ryan Kent. Um, I, I, quite, I quite liked to have the day as well. You know, just he, he couldn't he, he couldn't quite get it. We're looking for him to score a goal for 25 yards, not to save us. I can't expect that now, but um, he was one of the performances that I was just... Apart from just the loss of the three points, the loss of the two points you're wanting to be able to fully praise their performance because yeah. I thought it's quite electric um, at times. But, I mean, and, he, and even then, the is it, hey, is it the... When Sakala's fouled, when it should have been a penalty and the sending off, is it, um, is it Joe getting up for the header? They knock, they knocks that down. There's certainly a, there's certainly a point-blank Seagrass save. Aye, there is. Aye, I think it was it He nods it down. Not sure. Like you know, a bit like the, the goal on, you know, which led to the goal. I absolutely, the goal yeah. On Thursday night and famously when he when he kind of knocked it in off McGregor for the old firm, you know, Callum McGregor for the old firm win uh, last season. But no, I thought uh, Joe was, was great. And if we get him motoring again, the whole thing, I'm looking at it like we've now dropped as many points under Gio as we dropped under Stevie G. Correct. Um, in the league. And if Rangers are dropping points, it's just bad, you know, but trying to kind of keep a kind of a tin lid on any kind of panic and you're looking at where Stevie G didn't go to Pataudry, Parkhead, Easter Road, Tynecastle. He's not going to be to any of these places when he, when he was dropping points uh, this season. Uh, Geo has and that's, well, basically, <laughs> if, you want to be, if you want to be kind of, you know, really pedantic about it, he has, Geo has taken a point more at Tannadice than, than Stevie Gerrard did, you know what I mean? <laughs> is he really clutching at straws? You know, but I, I, I think these players are coming onto form. You've got to look at we're going to look at how they played on Thursday night, the amount of effort that must have required for a momentous historic result uh, on Thursday night there. So I'm not going to be too hard on them. You know, as I can always a concern when we're dropping points. But then Dean United did a did, did a, the whole week free. In fact, they were played last Saturday, I think they played. Absolutely. Yeah. So so they've they've had kind of eight days off. Um but these are the kind of teams have got to put away nevertheless. But I just think there was a lot there was a lot to be encouraged about today. And uh Joe Arrivo was one of the one of the things. Today, even on the bench, would say there's very little chance you've seen him on Thursday at Ibrox. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Uh, I mean, the, the, 
there was a tweet came out today from the club saying it was uh, a minor knock and both will be back training and, and through the week. Yeah. So I, I, I think there's a good chance he'll feature at some point. I actually yeah, think, yeah. I think there's a good chance he could start. Yeah, it's uh, unless of course it's not as minor as they're saying, and <laughs> you know, and they're, they're being a bit economical with the truth. But uh, I did, I, I thought he would have started today. I must admit because I think since he's arrived, I've been looking at like when's he, when's he going to start? When's he going to start? Yeah. I thought he'd done well when he came on on Thursday. You know, I, I thought he was very composed and, and kept the ball well at times. Uh, so yeah, I, I think certainly if it, if it doesn't feature on Thursday, then I'm I'm pretty sure we'll see him next next Sunday uh, against Motherwell because as you say, we've, we've paid two million pounds from. Uh, he's been here three weeks or something already, and he's only yep. he's only you know maybe played about half an hour or something like that. So yeah, it, it's up, but we knew. I mean, at the end of the day, part of the reason. He's kind of Ibrox as he's injury prone, you know what I mean. Yeah. So there was always an element at risk with this move. One thing I will say, like if you look at the performance on on Thursday night, especially and today, you know, by by some some of the, the you know the, the players in that midfield three, you know, he's pushing them on. To, you know, just by being there, you know, Scott Arfield is one who I think since he's arrived has upped his performance levels because he obviously thinks. My place is up for grabs. Same with John Lundstrom. Same yeah. with you know with Ryan Jack. I, I noticed Stephen Davis warming up today. Never, never, never got a sniff. You know what I mean? It's yeah. you're thinking these guys now realise that you know one bad performance. You know, I, I was looking at Scott Arfield today. I think he did look jaded. I think he looked tired. I think it took him out on on, on Thursday night. But his performance today, I, 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 it wasn't one of his better performances. Probably the kindest way of putting it. Uh, but you're looking at him now thinking, well, that's it. There's a good chance he's played himself out of the team and someone who's chapping at the door is is, is now going to get an opportunity. And that's what he... If, if Aaron Ramsey's not providing direct sort of impact, then there's the, the, the indirect impact that comes with that. I've, sp- I've spoken about this before, the, the, the sort of... I think Sunis spoke about years ago with Ray Wilkins when he said... You know, when, when Ray Wilkins was leaving to join QPR, Sunis was saying he was gutted he was leaving. He says because... It, it's, it's no, no just in the dressing room, it's what I get elsewhere. He says, in fact, I, I get more from him elsewhere than I get on the field. I get more in the dressing room from him than I get in the field. And I always thought, well, that's a strange, strange thing to say. Yeah. Why would you, why would you, why would you get something more from someone? Because I was only like 15, 16 at the time. I didn't quite understand what he was meaning. But you know, it's, it's to do with that, you know, professional attitude, the experience, the stature of the player. He'll come in and, and show guys how a player of his caliber trains and, and goes about his business and, and drags other people, you know, the best out of them. And I think Aaron Ramsey will do that as well. It's the same. I think, I think it's kind of similar. A player I really like down, down south is, is James Milner. You know, what I mean, I, I look at him and think, great pro, must, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's in that dressing room. You know, I've, I've seen a bit of debate saying, you know, will Liverpool give him another year? And a lot of fans are saying, I oh, yeah, should get another year because of the culture that he brings it. And, and it is part of it. You know, if you're in training and you're watching a guy who's who's played at the highest level and looks after himself and, you know, top, top professional, you, you can only learn from that and, and it can only bring the best out of you. So I, th- I think that's what he's done so far. I, I think he's brought, you know, other players in that, 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 that sort of midfield area. It, it's He's brought their A game because they realise if, if I don't perform at my best here, there's guys waiting to, to, to get the jersey off me. And it's not just... Guys, it's it's a guy of top quality, and if he gets in, then there's every chance I'm gonna get him back out of the team. So one of the things I think I've seen over the um, the weekend on social media, I'm sure there's a 
a closed door match has been arranged for the training centre tomorrow. And I think it's Brentford that are coming up for a game um, at the training centre tomorrow. I would, I mean, I think in the in the first instance, if, if Ramsey never got any game time today, which we now know he hasn't, um, if he wasn't injured, I suspect he would have been sort of full throttle into that tie. I wonder if they'll use the tie to maybe get some more leg time into um, guys like Halander, Kamara, of course, um, has they featured that regularly the last few while so um, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that and, and see if uh, see if it becomes public knowledge how we got on Alec I've, I've watched you with interest over social media today um, and <laughs> who bought on you Scott <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I would like to know Colin's already given us his sort of take on, on VAR we've now experienced the, the two sides of the coin if you like we had the, the great sort of elation of VAR and everything that brought us on Thursday and we've got the huge frustration of it not being involved in our game here today. I wonder where you stand on whether you think it should be introduced here in the game and whether it should be a good thing or not. Um, I, I think uh, I, I do. I, I'm for it. You know, I, I quite... Um, <laughs> she's, a, she's a neutral. She's I'm watching, if I'm not watching Rangers. Yeah. I, I actually quite enjoy the drama. You know what I mean? Hi, um, and I know I know my good friend Colin, who I I, I, I was losing my temper earlier. Colin, I'm sorry, mate. You were just talking, and I'm like, no, it was a penalty. It was a, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've, I, I've I've lost it. I've gone this 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 game today is just totally gone from me. I'm, I'm apologies to my apologies to Colin there, but I, uh, I I don't want to upset him any longer. I know he's he's he's, he's against VAR, but it's an upsetting enough day. I get that. It spoils the only thing I don't like about it is that it spoils the kind of moment of celebration. You know, if there's a if there's a go in it, and as Colin and I were talking about this on Friday night, um, I think that decision you know, <laughs> it's going to be whatever whatever they go to to have the, the, the wee guys that sit at the computers to, to analyze all the decisions that will have to be kept like a Masonic secret, um, in Scotland because there'll be folk outside the doors try to batter it down, you know, a whole lot of Celtic fans. I, we don't know who's going to make decisions. Almost like if there was any way of possibly proving that, the, that, that Celtic weren't being cheated, that we had to, get, had to undermine that straight away, you know. So, no, I think um, I think there's been... To- I, I, I haven't looked into this properly. I, I, I might just been drunk and, and imagining this, but uh, I thought I saw somebody saying that there's a system in one country that's kind of been calibrated a lot higher and they're getting to the point of where they'll not have to be almost, it'll become almost the same as your uh, ball over the line decisions. Right, okay. You know, it'll be the ref, you'll get a thing straight away. They'll not have to kind of stop and go and look at the um, go and look at the monitor and what have you um, for offsides. You know, that still leaves you with other decisions like red cards or penalties that will have to okay. stop play. You know, but as I say, as a neutral, it would be quite dramatic. And the way we got that penalty uh, on Thursday night, nobody knew, we didn't know, so it was a total bonus. That was great fun. You know, that was, <laughs> oh my God, I think we're getting a penalty here. And then you see it come up on the screen, we are getting a penalty, that's a stone wall. Um, but I think if nothing else, it lets it lets officials uh, explain the rules properly. But the problem we've got, um, as Colin was saying, we're talking about this on Friday, is that that won't make any difference. Because the officials, the actual objective rules will get drowned out by you know pundits love it. It's just it's, it's an easy go to thing. Like the the behaviour of, of Alfredo Morales, you know. Like and I remember Mark Lawrence used to talk about VAR. He just used to say technology. Anytime there's any decision, Mark Lawrence would just sit in front of focus and go technology. 
Yeah. I mean, the the wheel, the invention, the wheel is technology. You need to be more specific, Mark. You know, <laughs> this is, it's, it, it kind of sums up the laziness, which it's, it's the three letters are bandied about now just to make people seem as if, make pundits and that seem as if they're on point and they can be controversial and it does get everybody worked up, you know. But I think this just, again, I think it just generally is a red herring uh, today. The standard of referees should just be better anyway. So, Alec, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll stick with you. I'll not get a chance to, to have a conversation with you prior to prior to Thursday. Obviously, we're disappointed today. Um, how do you feel going into the, the, the Dortmund game at Ibrox? Does things stand just now? I mean, again, as St. Colin Friday, um, just to be in this, to be kind of tense, you know, to be thinking, I mean, we see Borussia Dortmund won uh, 6 nothing today against Borussia Mönchengladbach. I'm like... <laughs> And Thursday, what what a, what a testimonial to the you know, to the Barcelona Bears. Fifty years since we won the Cup and Cup, and probably the, the the best performance in that run was beating Bayern Munich in the semi finals, and they were the German Cup holders at the time. And Borussia Dortmund are, are the German Cup holders yeah. at the moment. But the team, the first team to beat Rangers in the Cup and Cup after we won it in seventy two was Borussia Mönchengladbach, and they got horse six nothing today um, at home by, by Borussia Dortmund. But that's only as good a result in home terms as it was in away terms in the beat Union Berlin last week. So their form hasn't really changed. I'm hoping they're kind of concentrating on the, the Bundesliga try to close that six-point gap and stop Bayern getting the 10. Bayern are going for 10 in a row this season. Of course, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's really interesting, especially with, as we've been talking about earlier, us putting out the same starting 10, if you like, today. Putting out 10 of the starting 11 from Thursday. Um, but we've got three days off. I think we've got to try and take the positives from today, the, old, the general all-round play from a slightly frazzled team um, and just say, just, just just go for it again. And I just, I just can't wait for the occasion, Scott. I just can't, I just can't wait. Yeah. Um, anything could happen. They're, Bruce Dortmund are such a level, they're perfectly capable of scoring two or three goals in the first half or whatever. But I think if anybody opens up that way against us, I think Rangers will see it as a release after today, the prison yeah. of today's game, where you've got 11 behind the ball. Right. I think even Bruce Dortmund coming at us will enjoy that and I, I fancy us to score a couple at least. And Colin, I'm, I'm, Hugely looking forward to, to Thursday, particularly after what we got last week. You'll be looking forward to it yourself, I'm sure. Yeah, I looking forward to it. I always enjoy these nights, you know, and I think this is the biggest one since we've, you know, we've returned to the European yeah, stage. So, yeah. yeah, really looking forward to it. I, I mean, today's result probably has dented confidence a wee bit, you know, even though we did play well and uh, deserve to win the game. But yeah, it's a big night, and you know what I mean? And I, I, love, I love taking, you know, my son was unfortunate in terms of he's early Rangers supporting experience because we were, you know, we were where we were in terms of down the leagues and all that kind of thing. So it's, it's this is, you know, every night like this feels like it's another wee sense of normality coming back in. So, yeah, I mean, love being at the big nights where, you know, it was like Rapid Vienna and yeah, Feyenoord and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and this feels like like the biggest one. But one thing I want to say about VAR before we finish up is yes, my, my final point on VAR is all the decisions that, that, that VAR's picked up this week were obvious. You know, a lot of them aren't obvious and they're open to interpretation. So this this notion that VAR fixes everything, I think is wrong. I think we've seen in, in terms of how it's been applied down the road, you know, it's caused a lot, a lot of problems. I, like, I, I'm, I'm not against technology. I love the goal line technology because that's definitive. It's either over the line or it's not over the line. But a lot of the things that VAR has to pick up is down to whoever's viewing it. It's down to their interpretation and what they see. And we saw it today, you know, every single person... Every Rangers fan watching that, that handball in the first half, screen penalty, definite penalty, three pundits, nah, it's not a penalty. So, you know, it, it yeah. depends who's watching it. It depends who's, uh, you know, making that call at VAR and, and, and just the, 
the shit show it would cause with that mob over the road <laughs> just makes me think it would not be worth it to be perfectly honest with you so don't forget the podcasts are available right across wherever you get your pods Acast, iTunes you're watching us on YouTube tonight of course you can get us on Castbox Stitcher and Spotify delighted to be back um, huge thanks to Alex and Colin for their time tonight really enjoyed it um, enjoy the remainder of your Sunday don't forget you can get all of our content across all the W's jersnet.co.uk lots of free available 